Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Becca Burton. She is an economic development extension specialist for the Community and Economic Development Initiative of Kentucky at the University of Kentucky. Becca, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Stoked to be here I'm, today. I'm, I'm so glad to have you. And you're kind of an interesting guest because... Um, your story is not one I think that many people would want to share. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I um, I was hesitant to share it myself, to be honest with you. Um, I recently, um, I studied for an exam. Um, so I'm an economic development specialist at the University of Kentucky. And so what I do for the university is I assess communities all over the state and share about how viable they are for growth and make recommendations on what they can do. Um, and I previously worked at the Kentucky Cabinet for Economic Development at the state level, um, helping to recruit industry and business. And um, I did a lot of like business extension or business recruitment and expansion projects all over the state. So my amazing boss wanted me to um, get some different certifications. And so I recently started, it was back in February, um, I started taking some classes to take a certification um, in the economic development field. And I studied, 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 and I had actually taken another course. It was about a three or four month long course in late 2020. Um, related to the certification as well. And so I felt pretty confident and I'm a, in economic development, you need to be a little bit confident in yourself to be able to um, build those relationships. And so I studied and I mean, I work at a university and so I have tons of tools and resources to help me study. And I mean, I did everything from writing notes to even at one point, um, the manuals for this course are not available on audiobooks. Uh, which is a recommendation that everything should be an audiobook now, but whatever. Uh, so I actually recorded myself reading the manual so I could listen to myself talk, which is a bit extreme. I was like, you know what? I am not a young college student anymore. It's been a while since I've studied for something. So let me try all of the resources out there. I even use some app called Quizlet, if you've ever used it. It makes you like have little um, tests or flashcards and it was helpful, obviously not helpful enough. Um, but I studied for about six months and I spoke with some others that had taken this exam in the past and I, um, I went into it, I traveled for it and um, I crossed this one time zone, so nothing too crazy or one or two and uh, had plenty of time to adjust and I took the exam and I didn't pass. And it was probably uh, the first time I've actually, not probably, it was the first time I've not passed an exam for something. 
Now, I was not an A student in school, but I mean, C's get degrees as well. And so, and I've had over a decade of experience and um, in the economic development field. And for some reason, I just did not pass. And it's funny, we're doing this podcast today. Uh, the exam was a month ago, and I actually just got feedback yesterday morning on the essay portion of the exam. And so uh, I decided, like, it was just eating at me, and I decided to write about it because I think that um, we all have failures, right? And I've met so many people that I get starstruck about, and starstruck for me is, like, meeting a really cool economic developer or, like, a mayor of a city that I love their bike build, like, biking and walking platforms that they have available, and that seems crazy, but that's what excites me. And so I would get nervous around these people. And the more and more I learned that they just, they put their shoes on like everybody else. They enjoy a good beer, just like everybody else. And so um, I decided that I would share a little bit about my life and my experience. And um, I was nervous to do so because I'm a young female, I say young, young-ish female in the economic development field. And typically, um, when I have presented at different organizations or gone through strategic planning with cities or counties, um, I have to make sure that I am like top of my game or else they think that I don't know what I'm talking about. and I'm just some young lady that's come in and they put me down a little bit, but I decided I would share it. And I think that um, sharing personal experiences, whether they're good or bad, really just make you a bit more personable. And I found a lot of success in my career sharing, um, just some people might call it oversharing, but to me, I just call it being more relatable. And that's how I've learned a lot um, throughout the economic development field and business engagement and recruitment, because people feel comfortable to tell me things about their own lives as well. So um, I decided I would write about it. And I wrote about a panic attack that I had, but I've never put that. I mean, I just, until about a year and a half ago, I just told my husband that I had panic attacks. So I ended up writing about it. I'm like, you know what? We'll just go for it. It'll be fine. And if people don't like it, they can go find something else. So. So what was the response? What, what did, you know, your, your friends and your colleagues, what did they say um, when they read this? Um, it Surprisingly, it was very, very encouraging. And I mean, which, I mean, I'm in a field of relatively encouraging people anyways. And um, I think people just really enjoyed seeing just the vulnerability of somebody. And um, so I actually, uh, a woman in the economic development field in Kentucky that I admire, I'm, she's been in the field for 20 plus years. She's absolutely amazing and has written a few different books and is a published author. And um, she actually commented, I worked with her recently on um, some work that I do here at the university. And it, she had commented about how I am admired among my colleagues and just kind of shared that um, she was surprised that I didn't pass because of the experience that I have. And she's like, you could probably write that exam yourself. So it just, it made me feel good to just get some feedback from others and also learning. I mean, until I had, um, or I guess right before I wrote about it um, or the experience, 
I learned that like only 10% of people in the economic de economic development field even have the certification. So that made me feel a little bit better <laughs> as well. So um, just being able to talk about that and um, things is, is it was kind of nice and just hearing that. Well, at least nobody told me that I'm a complete idiot. So maybe they thought it on their own, but thankfully the internet was nice enough not to tell me like to my internet face that I'm an idiot. So, so as you were, you know, putting this together and you was, as you were putting down these thoughts and, you know, talking about your panic attack in advance of it and, and just the failure in general, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, did you expect that people would think that you were you know, not as good as, as you are and not as, ex as experienced as you are? What, what went through your mind? Um, I went back and forth with it. Um, on one, in one side of my brain, I thought, you know what, this will be really well received. People will um, commiserate with me if they've done it in the past, or maybe they'll share some tips to take the exam again. Um, but then another side of me really thought that, or was afraid that um, my credibility would be questioned a little right. bit, specifically because I do have contracts to do, like I'm doing strategic planning for seven different um, communities in our state at the moment. And I'm about to um, do some different assessments all over um, out in Western Kentucky and I've done stuff in the East. And so I thought a little bit that my peers might not say anything, but the next time I spoke with them, um, it might be a little ha harder to get contracts signed. Um, and I don't think it's been out there long enough to have really seen any of that come back. But at least the feedback that I've received from individuals has been overall positive and supporting. So, And I, and I think it's, I think, uh, based on the feedback that you've gotten, and I think based on me as an outside observer, um, I, absolutely, that's not going to happen. I mean, I think that you shared something that is a, um, a part of life. You know, sometimes, sometimes we stumble, sometimes we, you know, for whatever reason, things just don't go our way. And that, like you said, sharing it, that, that made you more personable. That made you more human. That made us realize, wow, she's not a, you're not a robot. You're not, uh, um, you know, this unthinking, unfeeling, you know, professional, but you are, a, you are a human being at the end of the day. And, and, yeah. You know, I think it, it does. It makes you more relatable. And economic development, if it's about nothing else, it's about relationships. Yes. And that, yeah. I think, is one thing that really pushed me over the edge to write about it was that maybe others out there have had the same experience. And I didn't tell many people that I was going for the exam. Um, one, because I wanted to be like, sweet, I did it. And like announce that I received this amazing certification. But then secretly too, if I had failed, I didn't want people to know that I had worked so hard at something and was not successful. And I mean, my measure for my like measurement of success is I think fairly low sometimes compared to others. I mean, let's just say I have a four-year-old um, daughter and the way that we judge if we're good parents or not is we just say is she alive today great we're doing wonderful like so that's really my like measure of success and so am I employed yes does my boss like me yes so I'm doing great and so I didn't really um, want to tell too many people about it but I just decided I mean it's something that we all have failures in our jobs and in our careers and it doesn't mean that um 
that's it. And it doesn't mean that we can't do anything else and we're just doomed for the trash pile. It just means that now we have to find a different way to do it. So I found out how to not take the exam. And um, hopefully um, it's interesting. Someone from the organization actually reached out to me yesterday on LinkedIn and was asking some questions about the process. She could read my article and was interested. And she's actually on the marketing team to, um, for the organization. And so she was just asking from an insider's perspective, what would I have liked to have known? And one the huge thing that I shared was just that having more positive people around makes a difference. Like there are proven studies, like you use positive words, positive affirmations, like there's positive everything. And uh, for the first 30 minutes of introducing the exam, it was extremely negative and it was all about what to do when you fail. And that was at like 6.45 on a Saturday morning, which one, who schedules an exam for 7 a.m. on a Saturday? That's another story, but I got my copy. It was fine, but. Was there a specific part of the exam that if, that you failed on or was it you know, overall or how did that part play out? Well, there were two parts. And so um, the first portion of it is about three or four hours. I can't remember. And you write essays. And then the second portion of the exam is multiple choice and um, just short answer. And I um, didn't pass either one of them, um, which was funny because only half, a little bit less than half of the class passed the exam. And when you retake an exam like this, um, you only have to retake the portion that you failed. And so in the essay portion, half of the class had already taken that previously, so they were not in there. So I'm curious, and I don't, they will never tell, but I'm curious if the, the half that passed the class were the ones that had already taken the essays last time. So, but I, I will never know, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but something that was just really interesting to me was that it really is just rote memorization and just straight up, and it has to be rote memorization of the way that the organization defines terms. So like I can, I can explain what a strategic plan is. I can explain what an angel investor is, but unless you use specific words that are written in their manual to describe this item, then you will not pass. And so that was something that was really interesting to me. And then in the essay portion, and uh, that's the one that I got feedback on yesterday from, um, was that I answered the questions and my essays were really well written, which was nice that they, they were a little positive and telling me, thank you, I appreciate your writing. Um, but I didn't go into additional detail on top of what the questions were asking. And so I thought that was really interesting about um, the process was, making sure that you now I need to know how to answer the question and then tell everything else I know about that field that's semi even related to the question to get all the points for it. So those are really, those are both really on. good tips. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. So knowing everything's all about rote memorization, do you think it's possible that one of the reasons that the failure rate is so high is that professionals in the industry who have been, you know, at it for a decade or more, uh, just assume that they understand how everything works. So they know what they can describe all those terms that explain what they mean. 
And so then they just go in and they're just totally unprepared for the actual rote memorization part. Yes. And that is one thing that the organization did share. Um, they have like a prep class. I say prep. It's just two individuals um, that have the certification talking about um, the process. And they do share that it, you will fail if you don't uh, read through the manuals, which I think is very interesting because there are a set of required classes you have to take. And the speakers in the classes, if you are paying attention, speak very like general terms and that they're describing like um, how to do a business retention and expansion program. And so they're talking about it and they're sharing. And so like you're trying to like take notes and learn from this class. Well, that's not what they're looking for in the exam. You just need to ignore whatever the teacher says and read the manual and be able to write out exactly the steps. And I wrote out the steps and they applauded me for my writing steps, but I didn't expand and give real life examples on how to do those things. And so, which I thought was interesting in that that wasn't what was asked for um, in an essay question, but that was what it was expected. And so um, now I know. So next time all the examples are coming out, but uh, it was just, it was really interesting that um, harping on reading a manual and experience doesn't really matter. Like I said, I have over a decade of experience and I um, am mildly respected in my field, I feel like. And so, and uh, among the others that I work with, um, but still that uh, experience does not matter. It's just how great you can memorize things. Right. So, the, so maybe the younger you are, the closer you are to school, yes. the, the better off you probably are because you have this, you have those memory muscles still that, you know, you can work and you know how to use them and you know how to exercise them. So do you yes. feel like any of your prep, any of your studying, has, has it just the actual act of studying and, and all the prep that you did, do you feel like it's helped to make you a better economic developer? Um, honestly, or do you feel like it was just <laughs> memorization? You know, for memorization I stuff. really feel like it was just memorization. And I feel that that sucks because to receive a certification, I mean, I'm contracted to do strategic planning and so I will say there was a portion of my studying where I was going through the manual and it has like all of these steps for strategic planning. I'm like, oh, cool. So I just happened to look on my notes on the plan that I've actually written and been paid to do versus the book. And I had all of the steps in there. I'd hit every single thing. Um, so that was a little affirming. But honestly, in my plan, I didn't use the exact text that the book described. And so it was helpful and I did learn from the classes. I did learn um, some different principles to apply and just some different ways to think about things. Um, so that was really helpful, but that honestly was more from um, the individuals that taught the class versus the actual manual themselves. Right, so, and like you said, that, I, didn't, yeah. that didn't carry over directly to the test. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to learn about the subject or do you want to pass the exam? It's kind of how, in my, at least in my mind, at 30-something years old, that's where I decided the switch is. And I'm, I will say, everybody that I talked to that took the exam um, did take it in the early 2000s. 
as in like 2002 and 2003. And so these, and I've not met a person under 50 that has taken the exam and passed that I personally know within my network. So um, now I have, and I'm trying to, I have Googled a lot on LinkedIn and I know a couple people now that are under that range. And so I'm curious, uh, I'll, I'll be reaching out to them to find out when they took it and what it looked like for them. Um, but before the exam, I did not know of anybody uh, that had taken it in even like past 2010. So, wow. <laughs> which is 12 years, 12 years in development is huge. So just the technology we have available now versus in early 2000s is insane. So, I mean, we Absolutely. have an iPhone and that was right. not a thing back then. So, huh. Well, so what is the plan? Are you gonna, are you gonna retake? The test? You're gonna buckle yeah. down and study some more. Like, what is the, what's the plan? So the test was in early June, like mid June. So I've kind of taken this month to give my brain a break, um, which good or bad idea, I don't know, but that's just what I've decided to do. <laughs> um, and so there is another opportunity to take the exam. Um, I believe it's in September. And so I'm going to start studying, but now that I know what to expect, um, I'm going to start studying a little bit different and really just study specific terms. And I think I might just straight up pull out my manuals, look at the glossary of terms in the back and just start writing glossary terms and making sure that I hit that um, the specific language and words that they use to describe things. So um I'm planning to do it. And it's funny because I've actually been asked to present at the conference that goes along with the exam, but I can't pass the exam. So it's fine. Everything's oh fine. <laughs> I, I just wonder though, has this given you a different, do you feel differently about the exam now knowing what you know in the sense, that, you know, let's say you were in a position where you were hiring someone and they had passed, they had the certification or they didn't, or you had someone else that didn't have the certification. Does that mean anything to you? You know, now that you have gone through this experience and learned what the test is like, I mean, I don't want to bad mouth the test. Yeah. That's not my point, yeah. but I kind of wonder like, is what's the situation? I think to me, if I was in the hiring position of somebody that's taken it and that hasn't, um, or that has the certification and that doesn't, um, I would be curious as to when they took it, because if it was relatively recent, then I know that their ability to just memorize specific things um, is massive and they're good at it, um, which unfortunately that was never in my strong suit. So I need to figure out a way to get better at that. Um, but I would at least know that the person that has it has a ability to recall um, very specific terms and very specific processes. And so I think it would depend on what type of position I was hiring for. Um, but the people that I've seen, um, they're really, that have the certification, they're really smart. Like they are next level, like they're amazing. If I have a question or I have a need, I'm going to them straight away. And those people click with certain individuals and certain companies, um, but I don't typically fit into that mold. So, and that's fine. I like my own mold and I'm happy with it. Now I just need to trigger that other side of my brain and get a little bit better on that side. So. Right. Right. 
Well, Becca, this has been um, very enlightening. I think you've given everybody a totally different perspective on this entire process. And I think, you know, there's, you're obviously not the only one out that, that failed this last time. And you're not the only one that's going to fail into the future. And so I hope that this is inspiring for people. I hope that they can, you know what? Maybe this is not um, my skill set. Maybe memorization is not for me. Maybe, you know, it's okay if I don't ever pass. Um, but at the flip side, if you're studying and you want to know um, how to study, flip to the glossary, start copying down those, <laughs> those words and those definitions. That's excellent advice, I think. I would love to connect you with readers and listeners that are struggling through the studying process or even people who have passed it since 2010. So can I send them your way? They reach out? Yes, what's the, please. What's the best I'm way for happy. them to contact you? Um, really, LinkedIn is great. I use it a lot professionally. And um, it's just Becca Burton on there. And Becca is B-E-K-A, four letters. Makes it super easy for everybody. And Burton likes the snowboard company. So, um, but unfortunately, I do not have ties to the snowboard company. Well, um, that's too bad. <laughs> but yeah, that LinkedIn is really the best way. Um, I try to stay at least active. Um, I look at different industry things. And I mean, I read the stuff that um, you guys put out and um, listen to the different podcasts and things like that. I feel like it's just a good way to connect with other professionals in them in the field. So it is absolutely. Yeah. I love LinkedIn. It is. It's very helpful. It went, it went from being such garbage to, to being right? a very valuable resource. Yeah. It was. And the people, I feel like more and more people are writing different articles or um, just different posts about different things. And it's like, cool, I would like to see how you think about this. So, yes. Well, you know, that's what you did, right? You put it out there. Your The, the title of your, your piece, it was, I recently failed, dot, dot, dot. And I, you know, that it was just, I reached out to you after I read it. And I thought, you know what? I don't know how you're going to respond when I say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's, <laughs> you know, tell your story a little wider. But you said at the end, you said, I have not failed. I have simply found one way that will not work. And that's absolutely the case, right? That's the, yeah. the, the Thomas Edison light bulb, bulb story, right? <laughs> you know, he, totally he tried is. and tried and tried and it didn't work. And then it did. Well, I mean, he just found a whole bunch of ways not to make a light bulb. So right. thankfully, and hopefully I don't have that, that many tries to go. Uh, and quite frankly, it's a little expensive. So I don't think I have much money to try that many times. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world. And that was a struggle um, to just be willing to share that it's okay to fail because we don't talk about it that often. And um, I like to, or typically people like to show off the good sides of them. And so rarely on social media platforms do you see horribly edited photos from different angles or right. stories about how you're kid cried forever or how your boss yelled at you because you messed up something but it, it's part of life and that's how we grow and um if we don't fail then we either like aren't trying new things or aren't trying things that challenge us or we're just uh perfect human beings which i've not found that person yet and if you are that please reach out to me i want to know your secret so, right and what exactly. deals with the devil you made so. exactly exactly <laughs> And, you know, now that you, as we're just, as we're closing up here and I'm just thinking, you know, economic development totally is about failure. I mean, all the time we fail, 
we fail uh, when we're competing for projects and we lose. We fail when the community doesn't follow our plan or our plan doesn't work or, you know, it, there's so much failure and yet we have to get back up at the, you know, the next end and get dressed and go back to work and keep at it because it's that, you know, cumulative ongoing effort that makes a difference, you know, not these yeah. one-time things. And it was, I think that that was one thing about this exam that was so different than in my experience in economic development is typically an ED, you don't see the result right away. Unless you're like, sweet, I've land, you see the result when you sign the contract, I've landed this job or this project, it's announced now. But you don't see the back end of two years that you've worked to get this company to locate there. Um, but in this test, it was very much a, I started at seven in the morning or 6.45 in the morning. And at nine o'clock at night, I got an email that told me I failed. And so I was like, oh. Okay, that's an immediate result. What about my spec building that I've built that's sat there for 10 years and then I finally land something? Like, okay, I was I've been used to it taking a bit longer to see results. And do I necessarily love when it takes that long to see results? No. But that is economic development, like you said. And there's definitely been times where um I've seen communities give up because they've either built a or they've done phase one and nothing's happened or they have a spec building that they built that they thought was incredible, and it is, but it's not found the perfect owner for it just yet. And so sometimes communities can write those off as, oh, well, that's just our building and it's there now and we can't do anything about it. Well, don't give up. Somebody, somebody's out there and they want that building. It's just disheartening and don't let the years get to you. <laughs> Find something to laugh about. Take a test and fail it. It'll uh, rock your world. It'll make your day, make your, week. you know, it's made you, a, it's going to make you a celebrity. That's, I hope that a lot of people reach out to you and, and tell you that, yay, they passed or um, B, they failed or C, just their, their feelings and their thoughts. Because I mean, the, the truth of the matter is this is a common occurrence. And I've talked to so many economic developers that have failed. Um, I've talked to, it seems like every economic developer I talk to that has passed, I say, well, what was the story? And they say, well, I failed the first time and the second time, and that's and then now now I passed. So, uh, you're in good company. You're an excellent company. You went out there, you tried, and you know it didn't work out. But I think that you've learned something, and I hope that you've shared something that is useful for you know everybody out there. I hope so, and I hope it doesn't scare people away to not take it. I've talked I've talked to a lot of people that they're like, oh, I'm just so afraid because of those stats. I don't even try. I'm never going to go for it because I'm just going to fail. And I had that initial feeling at first, but finally you just, you got to go for things. And if you don't go for it, you'll never know. I mean, what do they say? Like uh, the answer is always no, if you never ask the question. Right. So just, just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? You fail and talk about it on a podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Becca, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about it. Uh, it's been great. Best of luck on your next test. Best of luck in Kentucky. Cool, cool. You as well. Thank you so much for reaching out and hope, can't wait to hear more and learn more about what you guys have going on. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.